Welcome to Vision Forward's Tech Connect Live, connecting you to the world of assistive technology. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Luke. Hello, it is I, the man formerly known as Luke. And he, the man formerly Who's known still, as Corey. Still known as Luke. You all uh, still known as Luke? I am. <laughs> okay. Since you are no longer known as the man named Luke. I yeah. decided to take over your identity. We're going to have to change our intro now you... to say, uh, and now, the man formerly known as Luke and the man now known as Luke, your hosts. We're going to have to pay for a whole new uh, uh, lady to talk our intro. For I us. didn't think this through. Not, <laughs> we will not. Be, now after we've uh, oh, yeah. come across the 11, 11 top, yeah. what was the what name was of that called? site? 11 mm. something. Yeah, so uh, we, we recently found a voice-changing uh, website, which is AI. AI, I mean, AI yeah. Yeah, feed in the stuff. And yeah, it's quite impressive. You can do one of sound? two things. I can't think of the name now. I know, you're not gonna, but it's something to do with 11. If you yeah. search for 11 voice-changing, you'll probably find it. Yeah. And uh, you can do two things. You can either type in some words and uh, then choose a voice, yeah. And the generation is surprisingly good. You hear it a lot on YouTube. Yeah, which I didn't know, but Corey knew this. So yeah. uh, this is the way apparently people are already clued into doing this for creating voiceovers and such. But it sounds, um, you know, legitimate, realistic. It does. It does. Um, but even cooler than being able to type those things in, you can also actually import voice recordings. Your own voice, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, we did it for an upcoming. Um, uh, banger video on uh, sausages. <laughs> yeah, what are they called? Bang, bangers and, and mash. mash. Yeah, yeah there you go. No, <laughs> on a liquid level indicator, uh, oh, yeah. and we did an infomercial. We did, and so we recorded the 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 they got the you know the tone of voice and intonation, but didn't like the didn't want to use our voice for it. So yeah. it worked out really well, actually. I, it, it did. It's shocking how good it is. Well, so <clears throat> here's the thing, though. Uh, obviously, I have an English accent, so <laughs> yeah, I tried to do it and then use an American voice. And it sounded like an American doing a bad British accent. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded or like. Or <laughs> a British accent. A, Brit a, a British person doing, doing a bad, bad American, American accent. Yeah, it was, uh, either way, it didn't turn out great. It wasn't great. But, uh, I, even, I even did my, uh, I even recorded and then tried a British voice to change my voice to a different British voice, and even that one wasn't very good. Well. It's maybe. probably because I've been in America too long, so now my accent you, is just You know what they say, right? Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, that's a motto that I live by. Um, anyway, so welcome to the show. Hi. I don't know uh, how, why we uh, started off on that jag, but it is uh, pretty interesting technology to check out. Yeah. And we are all about technology on this channel, are we not, Corey? We are. That is, you are speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. What type of technology is our favorite type of technology? Well, we like the kind of technology that, that helps you. Mm. I mean, you could even say assists you. In some kind of form. Or does it adapt to you? Oh, it also adapts to you. I feel like it used to adapt, but now it assists. That is true. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? I don't have, I have no idea. <laughs> We're talking about assistive technology, of course. That is what this channel is all about, and we like to talk about vision-related assistive technology. And today, we have a special guest to talk about the OrCam. Corby, what do you know about the OrCam? Well, I know a lot about this this OrCam. Yeah. But not enough that we didn't that we still needed to bring on an expert. Indeed. Uh, we like so. experts to do our job for yeah. us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. So uh, we have updates to the OrCam Read 3.0, the OrCam Read 3.0 uh, we did on a show previously, but now there are big improvements, including, Corey, <clears throat> artificial intelligence, which is something at which we have uh, covered on this show before with various um, we've devices. We've been known to do a little uh, artificial intelligence. Mm, I feel like the more time that goes by, the Arthur. more artificial intelligence we get. The more artificially intelligent we get. <laughs> yeah, maybe having a guest on is our way of being artificially intelligent because it makes That's us look, <laughs> look intelligent. It definitely helps skew the numbers. That is, <laughs> that is for sure. Well, let's introduce our guest, shall we? We have Corinne Nero from Orcam. Did she watch as Rome burned? Only she can tell us. Hey. Hello, Corinne. How are you today? And abruptly off. Hi, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. This is the uh, the second time, I believe, that we've had you on the show, Corinne. 
it's the second time. Right? Yeah. How did how did you feel after the first time? Did you feel uh, shocked? Did you feel disturbed? Did you feel elated? Uh, what was it like? Um, I felt more elated. Yeah. Elated. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's the feeling that we like to leave people with, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. A lot so. of times it's meh. <laughs> Just indifference. Yeah. And we. <laughs> uh, well, we're very glad to have you back on the show because we are fans of Orcam on this show, and we've done quite a few episodes. On Orcam, we've done some uh, episodes about how to all the different reading techniques with the Orcam. Some of the first videos we did years ago oh, on, that's on right. our channel, and then yes, we've yes, done yes. we've done a lot of produced videos on the the MyEye, the MyEye yeah. Pro, the yeah. or, the Read. Now. We did one on facial recognition. We did one on the Orcam Read. All sorts yeah. of different things. And I will yeah. say, Orcam tends to be pretty good with their exposure. And so, Corinne, if I say Doctor Phil. Then, uh, what does that make you think of, Doctor Phil? Uh, well, think. a lot of a lot of people have seen the Orcam on Doctor Phil. Yes, so indeed. Fortunately, yes. he's not he's not on anymore. But yeah, it was great while it lasted. Oh, is he? Uh, is Doctor Phil off the air now? He's no I longer so. doctoring. Is he not? Did he get cancelled? That's the big question. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I actually think I know this. Uh, oh, wait, oh, Jonathan, Jonathan knows knows the truth of the I'm matter. Unmuting producer John. Yes, what is So when I visited the set of Dr. Phil, wait, uh, you okay. like you really I, want I, to I can't, you can't I actually, just drop that in without explanation. I'm are you afraid. like a lifelong Dr. Phil? No. Fan? Like no. One, how does one end up on the set? Well, so Dr. Phil. that's not really the important part of this. Uh, but, I feel like it kind of might be. Yeah. But anyway. right, well, why don't you tell Dr. us your part and then Dr. we'll decide. Dr. Phil, he essentially had like a smaller studio that he was building at the time that okay. was for what he wanted to do afterwards apparently was fill in the blank. It was like a podcast. <laughs> oh, where, is this like, a real thing? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good, <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. I, I like um, it. And, right. and, you know, that's sort of his brand is like the Dr. Phil. Like, yeah. Let's use that as a pun. Mm. But no, he was building a studio at that time, so I think he might be doing more of a podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, can we just rewind a second and ask why you were on the set of Dr. Phil? So I was touring the Paramount studio lot uh, okay. on vacation with my dad. So it was pretty okay. Fun. Oh, very that nice. Okay, well, uh, if you had actually, uh, did you see the filming or did you just see the set there? So they were filming one of the Spider-Man movies, actually. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually oh, cool. Even more cool. Yeah. I got to see the Nacho Libre mask. Oh, very and nice. You know those magnetic boots from Face Off? Uh huh. I yeah. saw those. Okay. All right. Now we're talking. That's a good. That's a good holiday right there. Yeah. Um, How do you think Doctor Phil feels knowing that you are more excited? to see a mask and boots than you were seeing him. <laughs> I think he'd understand. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would. So. All right. Uh, so, um, wait, how did we get to that? Uh, anyway, so yes, also uh, Steve Harvey. Corinne, I believe that uh, Orcam has been on Steve Harvey before. Is this, is this correct? That's correct. Mm -hmm, yeah, definitely one of the most forward-thinking companies when it comes to getting on uh, TV and getting exposure. So I feel like a lot of people are already familiar with Orcam, although... I have to say, there may be some confusion, and in the pre-show, Corin, we briefly touched on this, there may be some confusion about the different SKUs that are available. So why don't you elucidate the, uh, the range of all-camera devices that are currently available? Sure. So right now, we have three devices available. We have the MyEye, which was the original device. Um, the MyEye Pro, it's called, that is still available. That's the wearable unit you can clip onto a pair of glasses. Mm -hmm. We have the standard read that was um, released about, um, I think, 2020. That's the handheld device. And now we have the Read 3. So with the, uh, the Orcam MyEye, you can, get, can you still get that in the classic configuration? Correct, Okay. Yes. So there's two, there's two SKUs for the MyEye, and there's two SKUs for the Read currently. Um, well, we will release a new version of nope. the MyEye very soon, oh, so that nice. will be the second. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So, yes, there are a few different versions. So, if you are in the market for an Orcam, you've got to make sure you are choosing the right one. And, of course, if you go to the website, which uh, is handily, orcam.com, uh, then you will be able to uh, see those uh, different models. And so make sure that you uh, that you do know exactly what you're getting when you get an Orcam. Although I will say that they obviously have some, uh, you know, a lot of shared features, but some of them have things that other ones don't, and so on and so forth. And today uh, we are talking about the Orcam Read 3.0. And so uh, there is an Orcam Read 2.0. 
but that is different to the 3.0 because the 3.0 has additional features which we're going to be looking at today, including connectivity to a computer, including some artificial intelligence integration, including some translation uh, capabilities. Translation, the right word? In there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Some translation capabilities and uh, other exciting things like that. Now, we did look at some of these features previously, so we did do a video on them. And uh, yes, uh, was, was that well, what? I think when we did our video, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. the ability to connect to the cast software yes. was wireless, wireless only, only. Yes, so. which obviously caused some of its some challenges there. Yeah, so now, exactly. uh, we have an update to that. Uh, yeah, so Corinne like. is here to tell us about the uh, the new and improved Read 3.0. Now, I assume that the, the price on the 3.0 is still the same, but it's just been uh, updated in terms of its capabilities. Is that is that true, Corinne? Um, no, yeah, we had when we released it, it was originally twenty seven ninety. We had a sale for a short time, but that's the current price is two thousand seven hundred ninety. Yeah, which actually is pretty reasonable price. The the read devices uh, are cheaper than the the my eye devices, and uh, so that's definitely one of the benefits. And it sounds like the read three is now pretty fully featured. So, Corin, why don't you tell us about uh, all of the capabilities of the read three Sure. So right out of the box, the device is going to operate offline, just like standard reads, if anybody is familiar with that. So it is a point and click OCR. I can point the device at anything. I can click a button. It's going to capture a picture of the text and it's going to read it back to me aloud. Um, it still has the ability to identify barcodes and money. And then the smart reading feature with which people may be familiar with from previous devices where you can ask it. Um, to read specific content for you. Um, so those are still available, still useful on this device when you pull it out of the box. But what this one has that some of the other devices don't have is its ability to connect to a computer. Um, you can connect it wirelessly with a high-speed data cable, or you can upload files into the CAST site. Um, you could use it for magnification. You can change different um, visual information about the, the image, it reads aloud, it can translate, and it can read handwriting as well. All right, so uh, lots of cool stuff that it can do. And the, the, the thing that kind of marks this apart is this whole uh, computer integration in the sense that Orcam never had a visual aspect before. It was al always uh, purely auditory, but now it's got a, the visual aspect too. So we're kind of combining the CCTV functionality and uh, the OCR functionality as well. And Corey and I have, well, I don't want to speak for you, Corey, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Corey and I have always been fans of the quality of the OCR. Yes. The Orcam devices, yeah. It's uh, real fast. That's one of the big very, things. Very fast yeah. and very accurate. Yeah. Uh, offline, you know, it's all, I, that's always been, in my opinion, that's always been Orcam's strongest uh, trait. Yeah, best I would say so. Yeah, feature. Yeah, best, best feature. feature. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, recently, Corinne, we have been looking at various different OCR devices that have integrated uh, AI. So we looked at the Envision glasses. Yes. And uh, they have AI integration. And we also looked at the uh, Be My AI. Yeah. Did we look at anything else? Nope, that, Maybe was, that's it. Just, yeah. that was it. So both of those have got uh, AI integration, which really increases the capabilities of the OCR because you can ask any questions that you want. Uh, you can get summaries of the text. It's just so flexible. Now, Orcam actually kind of had an early version of this, although it wasn't really using like AI per se, but you had the, uh, the ability, the smart reading capability, where you could uh, give certain commands. And so you could do certain things like ask it to read headlines, ask it to find certain words and phrases, ask it to find phone numbers, and ask it to find um, uh, what else? Uh, dollar amounts, those types of things. So you guys had that in there already, which was really you know, pretty revolutionary at the time. It uh, added so much uh, flexibility. But now with the artificial intelligence, that side of things has gotten even better. And I believe, Corinne, that with the Read 3.0 now, you guys also have an AI component. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's one of the really big changes from the first when we first launched the Read 3 to how it operates now is when you upload any reading content into the CAS site, it's going to interact with our AI assistant. Mm -hmm. And it really allows you to use natural language where some of the vocal commands or like if you're using smart reading, you, you do because it's offline, mm -hmm. you have to use very specific commands. 
when it, it's connected to the AI assistant because it's using internet, you could really talk pretty fluidly just like a, like a human. Awesome. And so you would be utilizing your computer's microphone in order to ask those questions, is that correct? Correct, yeah. So once it, once it sees the material that you want to read, mm -hmm. it's going to actually, it's going to kind of do what, what um, somebody with normal vision would do when they're looking at something. So you're not necessarily going to pick up a document and read every word on that page. You might do a quick scan visually and then figure out what you want to read. That's kind of how the AI assistant was developed. It's going to give you a quick overview of what's there and then ask, let you ask more specific questions about the content. Excellent, yeah. And I assume that you can ask those. You had mentioned that natural language. So you can really kind of phrase those questions however you want, and you will get uh, the response that you're expecting for the most part. Right. Yeah, that's what have been, been one of the great things with this whole AI. It's just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, if you have to ask things in a specific way, then that opens up all sorts of problems in terms of being able to remember the specific phrasing that you need. And uh, as you had mentioned, with the uh, the previous uh, kind of features of OrCam um, with the smart reading, then you did have to you know say things in a specific way. But it, it just uh, reduces the barrier to entry so much by being able to phrase your questions. And not only that, but it can also answer you know pretty much any question now as well. I gave a exactly. two. I gave a tour yesterday to a number of OT students that were coming, they were becoming OTs and then were getting some kind of introduction to visual impairment and stuff. And we were having a conversation about assistive technology and I was talking about AI. And I think for a lot of people, they, when you hear AI, you think of kind of all the negativity that you see on the news, it's going to take yeah, over, blah, blah, blah. Sure. or it writes you your, your email or, you know, yeah. I mean, but they were like when I talked about how AI is being utilized for individuals with disabilities, especially around visual impairment and getting that information that you can actually use. You know, the, I showed the video of us uh, you know, finding out what side of the bench you were sitting on. So I knew what side was free. The menu thing like they were just blown away and were just like it totally changed their minds on artificial intelligence as a whole. Yeah. Because it just, you know, again, just showed what's possible, how it can help people uh, with disabilities. And I think that's what uh, I think that's what companies like Orcam are seeing, too, or, or not seeing, but recognizing mm. and, you know, putting it into to their products to again, like what you said, Corinne, one of the biggest things I think for people with a visual impairment has been we lose that ability. Anytime we rely on OCR, we lose that ability to visually scan a document. You know, even with the, you know, even with the original OrCam devices, it was sort of a start to finish experience. Maybe you could jump ahead by sentence, but really in all intents and purposes, it was a start to finish reading. Now with AI, we can actually get pretty close to that, you know, kind of scanning, visual scanning capability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, Corinne, would you care to describe the, uh, the physical appearance of the device for people who might not be able to see it um, in terms of like what buttons there are, you know, how big it is, those types of things? Sure, sure. So it is um, probably in comparison to like a large marker or a highlighter. Um, so a couple inches long, it, it does fit into the palm of my hand. Um, on the top edge of the device, there are four buttons. Um, the really the big difference physically between this read and the standard read is the buttons are yellow. Mm -hmm. um, so it is easier for somebody with low vision to see, but they are all tact tactile. So you don't have to be able to see them to use them. You can really feel them. Um, but yeah, there's only four buttons. It's a power button, volume controls, and then a trigger button to actually take the photo. So it's pretty simple, simple layout and very, very portable. Yeah, I do like the simplicity of uh, the read, I have to say. Um, definitely mm -hmm. one of the, the plus features. And it's very easy to operate. Those bu buttons are all different shapes, and they are very uh, tactile, like you say. Um, so I believe that the Read 3 also comes with a stand. And so we don't have to hold the read in our hands. We can actually put it in the stand. And uh, if the stand is at the correct height, then that will allow us to capture an entire uh, 8.5 by 11, or maybe larger as well. Um, and Perfect. here is the stand. All right. Okay, so that looks. So that's is it a, a new stand. No, it's the same stand same, that we have by the look. Same of it. one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what? How would you rate the difficulty of assembling the stand, Corin, on a scale of one to ten, where ten is the hardest? Um, you know that that can be it can be difficult for somebody. 
Um, there are a couple screws that you have to, to screw in. Um, but aside from that, you know, it is it is pretty simple, just a couple couple pieces, but we do we can provide some assistance for for somebody that needs setup. We are working on um, on making a stand that's a little bit easier where it comes together right out of the box so the user doesn't have to assemble it. Nice. But for now, there are a couple of pieces that you will have to screw together. Okay. If anybody needs assistance too, you, can, yeah, that, yeah. you can check out our OrCam stand video. We yeah. have, uh, we prove, yep. uh, because the, the question had been asked by thousands of people. Really? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Can a blind person put together the OrCam read stand? Yes, and the um, was yes, yes, indeed. And actually, we yep. there there was other people that have also done the same <laughs> video. But, oh really? Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. but yes, you can. You can watch, watch us. Theirs, watch ours, and we talk obviously. about how to put it together a little bit too. So yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, we didn't think it was too hard. Really, it's just a case of uh, well, yeah. I mean, especially if well, you've we got had our the... blowtorch out and we, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we yeah, yeah, we did. We yeah, had yeah. Uh, we had to do some. Saw. So, soldering. <laughs> we did our own soldering. Easy, easy yeah, stuff. But we like to make our, we do, I mean, we make things more difficult. <laughs> uh, no, uh, if, especially if you have the vid a video open, it's really pretty easy to, to assemble. It's just making sure you screw the right bits into the right pieces. So <laughs> That's exactly what our direction said. <laughs> yeah, screw the right bits, bits into the right into pieces. The bobs and It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Corinne, why don't we uh, actually demonstrate this? I believe that we can, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a screen share here and we're going to show when the read 3 is connected to a computer what the interface looks like and what you're able to do. Um, so that's that's the plan at least here. So we'll let Corin get uh, set up. You can connect as Corin had said now via uh, via Wi-Fi uh, or via a cable. Now when we uh, initially looked at this device it was only the wireless connection and there was a bit of lag that uh, came with that, uh, but with the with the cable now, then it's a lot less laggy. So that's going to be one of the big benefits to this uh, to this revision uh, to the device. I believe we may have a question, Jonathan. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, you reminded me. I checked some of our previous videos on the OrCam, mm -hmm. and it does seem like people were complaining about the lag. But okay. with this, it seems like it solves it. Yes, this should solve that problem. Yeah, because you're actually exactly. plugging in. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be a lot faster connection. Well, yeah, and and just for this demo, we are going. Remember, she. We are screen sharing oh, over yeah. Zoom. Right. Through my head, so. so there may be a lag in in this yeah. presentation, yes. but that's us and not the exactly. device. Yes. The one other thing that I saw mentioned uh, is that the handwriting uh, has trouble with mathematical symbols. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I was wondering if that uh, is including like accents or like parentheses or other special characters. Yeah, I mean, I think any of the math uh, stuff, any of the math symbols are. Tend to be tricky. Okay. Uh, I don't know that I would. I mean, I don't want to answer for OrCam, but I think if I was uh, somebody who was relying, I wouldn't be relying on OCR and handwriting for for any kind of math symbols. No, I mean, I could no. see where at times it might be nice. You know, if you're, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking the handwriting is probably more geared to like greeting cards yeah, or exactly. things like that. You know. I mean, it can do math symbols, but uh, again, it's always like the formatting too to be able to like, yes, understand sure. it accurately. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. All right, Corinne, are we ready to screen share? We are ready. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Are we ready? That's the question. We are hopefully ready also, <laughs> but we'll find out. We're getting high tech today. Uh, something. Okay, can you guys see my screen okay? Oh, yes. All right, so um, our preferred browser right now is Google Chrome mm -hmm. um, for the connection. So when you come to Google Chrome, you're going to go to cast.orcam.com. Mm -hmm. That is the website or where the web browser is going to be, um, or the web magnifier, I'm sorry. And so the first thing you're going to do when you want to connect... Oh. <laughs> Allow you to create. Corin, uh, can you? I'm sorry. Uh, Corey <laughs> accidentally muted your microphone. I went to mute Jonathan's microphone. Yes. And, and I accidentally <laughs> muted can, yours. Can you start from the first thing? The first thing that you're going to do is. Sure, sure. Thank so you. The first thing that you are going to do when you go to when you want to connect your device to a computer is you're going to use Google Chrome. That is our preferred browser at the moment. All right. Um, so once you open up Google Chrome. The website that the, the user will go to is cast.orcam.com. Right. If you forget that website, you can always access it from Orcam's website directly. 
Um, on this screen, when you go there, there's two buttons. It says start or already have an account. So the first time you do have to set up an account, the only thing that's needed is a name and email address. And then once you create the account, um, this is kind of the welcome page where, where it will take you. So in the address bar, when you're in Google Chrome, there is an extension as well. So you can download a Google extension which will essentially put the program right onto the taskbar, oh, nice. which makes it a lot easier for users to come back to the next time that they want to use it. Mm -hmm. So all I would have to do is open that WordCam icon at, the, at my taskbar, and it takes me directly to the homepage. Oh, nice. Okay, so right now on the screen, the only thing I have is connect via USB, upload a file, or connect via Wi-Fi. So that Wi-Fi is the same connection before you're going to connect the device as well as your computer to your Wi-Fi network. Um, but I'll demonstrate the two new features, which is the connecting through the USB cable um, as well as the file upload. So I've got my stand and my device sitting right next to me. I've got the data cable connected to the OrCam and connected to my computer. So all I'm going to have to do is select the connect to USB button, and I'm going to have a live feed. Give me one second. Notice that whenever you try to demonstrate something, it never does what you want it to do. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So yeah, just as you mentioned, because I, I am streaming the video call to um, there might be a little bit of a lag, but it's significantly better. Um, it's pretty pretty accurate when you're not streaming multiple things at once. Yes. Um, yeah. So you can perform like handwriting tasks um, or other like hobbies underneath the, the magnifier. You can kind of see my, if anybody can see my the screen, and my hand is moving under there, so it is pretty quick. All right, and so from this view, we could uh, do magnification, as you had uh, mentioned. So we can zoom in and out and change the colors, I believe, kind of like a CCTV. Correct, correct. So on the, the left panel of my screen, these there are the row of buttons. Now, these are all accessible if you're using a screen reader. So as you navigate through these buttons, it will announce the description. Um, but if I start at the top, it really just lets me change my connect and type that top button there. Mm -hmm. I could toggle between uploading a file and my live stream here. Mm -hmm. um, the second button is a download button. So when I select download, it now gives me three different options. I could download the image, so it's going to save a JPEG right to my computer. I could copy the text, that way I could paste it into maybe a Word document. And then the third option is download an MP3 file. Ooh. So you can turn anything into an audio file, which is pretty cool. Um, the next button is the, the colors. So I could switch that document between multiple different colors. So for somebody who has low vision, you could really um, make it a little bit easier to see by changing those colors. There are more options um, on this cast than there were previously. Um, I can rotate my image as well in case it was upside down. Mm -hmm. I can change my brightness level and then, of course, my magnification level. I can zoom in or zoom out on the reading content. Excellent. When you're zoomed in or out, then I assume you have to move, uh, physically move the document. You can't, you know, like use the arrow keys to pan around or anything like that, can you? You can. So, I, yeah, okay. I'm, right now I've got a touch screen, so I can touch my screen. Oh, nice. I can use the mouse to do that. So you've got a couple different options. Oh, that's neat. Um, yeah, one of the really cool things that's available now on Cast is if I type a question mark, there's going to be a list now that appears on the screen. All of those buttons that I just described are accessible with a hotkey now. Nice. So, for example, if you couldn't find the download button or couldn't see it well enough, we could just tap the one key, and that's going to download the file for us. Hmm. Or if we want to rotate, we could tap an R. So it makes those buttons a lot easier for somebody to control in case they can't see them. And I noticed that all of those hotkeys are just a single key. We're not having to do uh, multiple key presses to perform those. Correct. Very nice, very nice. Okay, uh, so I am very keen to uh, check out the assistant, and I'm guessing that we need to do the OCR in order to get that working. Could you show us uh, that process? Absolutely. So right at the bottom of the screen, 
um, it, right in center stage, there's one button at the bottom. It is, it looks like a black circle with a diamond in it. If you're using a screen reader, it will say AI assistant. You can activate that again by clicking on it or by tapping the enter key on the keyboard. What it's gonna do is it's gonna capture a picture. It's gonna process the information and then it's gonna give me a summary of what's here and allow me to ask it questions. So it will automatically kick on the microphone and it kind of toggles it on and off for me. So as soon as I activate it, I don't need to do anything else. I'll just kind of listen to what it says and then respond with questions. Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and start that now. Here is an overview of the text. This chocolate chip cookie recipe makes four dozen cookies with a prep time of 20 minutes and a cook time of 10 minutes. It includes butter, sugar, eggs, chocolate chips, and walnuts. Would you like to know more details about the nutrition facts of these chocolate chip cookies? Are there any healthy alternatives to the ingredients? Yes, you can use healthier alternatives like coconut sugar, dark chocolate chips, and almond flour. Do you want me to expand on that? How many calories are in an average chocolate chip cookie? An average chocolate chip cookie has about 146 calories. Would you like to know more nutritional details about the cookies? What should I set my oven to? You should preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit, 175 degrees Celsius. Do you want me to help you with anything else? Okay, so I'll stop it there. Um, but overall, it's pretty, pretty easy to operate. All I had to do was start that AI assistant, and then it, it kind of does everything for me from there. I'm just asking questions. Some of the questions are, some of the information that I asked about is printed on the sheet. Some of it is not. So like the healthy alternatives, that's not printed anywhere on here, but it's still able to access that information. I'm glad me. that you brought that up, Corinne, because that was something that I was going to ask you. Uh, so I have a few questions there. Uh, so first of all, um, on the screen, we obviously had zoomed in, so we're only really seeing like the ingredients on the screen at the moment. But when we started the AI Assistant, did it take a picture of the entire page? It did, so okay. I can move around the screen. Mm -hmm. um, on the left panel too, what it, another button appears after I've taken a picture, yep. which allows me to switch between uh. text mode and the image. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, if somebody has low vision, this text mode is gonna be a lot easier to read than the image itself. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, uh, so even if we've kind of zoomed in on the page, when we take the picture, it's gonna capture the entire thing. Um, and uh, so, yeah, then I wanted to turn to the questions that you asked because I had noticed that uh, I, I had assumed that the question about the healthy alternatives probably wasn't on the page. And so, we, like you say, you can ask questions which aren't necessarily on the text and it's going out to the Internet and pulling in. Uh, the answers for that. Now, can you just ask any question? I mean, could you have said, um, can you tell me the telephone number for the nearest Jimmy John's, for example? I mean, like, how flexible is, four one is that? 414 set number. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll try it here. Okay. What's the phone number for the nearest Jimmy John's? I can't help with that. Okay. You can I'll, use the search engine or maps app to find the nearest Jimmy John's. I was Worst case scenario, you just can't give me the right information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was curious about that because we asked another AI that, didn't we? When we, when we were reading a Jimmy John's menu at the time. We were reading a Jimmy John's menu and, and it yeah. didn't have the prices listed and we asked the price of it. Yeah. And 19 out of 20 times it wouldn't do it. Yeah. One random time it yeah. gave me the average price and I, we were never able to get it to ever <laughs> do it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I think it's interesting in a lot of cases, um, you know, I, I like the ability to ask it other questions about what you've taken a picture, but that... Uh, but yet the information isn't specifically on the page. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we saw that the the whole thing with AI, which is just the uh, the flexibility of it. I mean, you can just you know you can ask uh, pretty much any question you want, and it can the, give you the answer. to The it. voice being used is really interesting. Yeah, too. is that the default voice coin, or is that the one that you uh, chose yourself? It's one I chose myself. So there are multiple voices you can choose from. Yeah. It's yeah. got real. It's it, that was an. I'm, I don't know that I've heard that voice before, and it's very. Um, the, the 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 inflection, like it's very human sounding. Yeah, it's it kind of creepy. Voices At first, really I thought good. it was pre-recorded. I was like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. The, yeah, the voices are very human-like, so it's it's really. Some, there's some great options in there yeah. to select from. And talking of great options and voices, I believe that we can also do translation. Now, how does that work? Could we translate this? Could we just tell it to read this uh, in a different language? Or how does that work exactly? So the way that the translation will work is I can place a document um, in any of our, our, I think there's nine of them, nine different languages we could choose from. Um, so if I put something underneath the magnifier or I upload a document in another language, it's going to translate to my preferred language. So right got now it. I've got my language set to English. Mm -hmm. So if I put a document in another language, it's going to just read it to me in English. I can't take this and translate it into another document. I, understand. Another I understand. So do you happen to have a document in a different language handy at the moment? Because I'd be curious if you have, we could uh, give it a try here. I do. Hey. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. What are we looking at here? I'm going to use Mandarin as an example. Okay. Well, that's a great example. Chloe, okay. have you ever seen uh, Mandarin translated I, before? I, not, you mean like actual Mandarin? Yeah. So, is, 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 so I, I don't want to be uh, ignorant, uh, but I am. Um, but my, my, I haven't seen in over 30 years. But when I, what I remember from, from, and this is that where is 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 there a difference between Mandarin and Chinese? I assume the the answer is yes. I don't think is Chinese but is, is Chinese a language or is it, it that they speak in China? They, they speak, speak Mandarin is one of the languages. Okay, right? I don't know because I'm works. used to the, like yeah. what I remember seeing from the what what you know uh, the written language was you know very kind of not in, 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 intricate. Symbols. I would and, say intricate you know, symbols. Okay. Yeah, it's. All, I'm not sure if that's. It's Mandarin. obviously not. We're not obviously not talking the English alphabet. We're talking about no. all sorts of uh, yeah. shapes and. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. Yes. So that is what we're kind of seeing on the screen. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll go ahead and start the AI assistant here. Okay. So it's processing the text, and we have images of the characters on the screen here in the high contrast computer font style. Here is an overview of the text. The world's weather varies due to factors like latitude, proximity to oceans, and topography, causing temperature and precipitation differences in different regions. Do you wish to know more information about how latitude, proximity to oceans, and topography affect the weather in different regions of the world? How does location impact weather in Illinois? Location impacts Illinois weather through its continental position, leading to cold winters and warm summers. Do you that want more information? What is the average temperature in Illinois during February? The average temperature in Illinois during February is around 30 degrees Fahrenheit to 35 degrees Fahrenheit. Would you like more details? Okay, so I'll stop it there. Um, but Illinois is not printed anywhere on that, that yeah. text, so uh -huh. it's still able to kind of gather that information for me. I can just imagine if you're a student or a researcher and, you know, you're trying to look at uh, the research that's been done in other languages, what an amazing tool this is, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can just, like, get it translated. I guess so. Uh, I guess the only downside I can think of here is there's no batch mode, right? You have to do a single page at a time, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you can, if there's a button in this lower right hand corner of the screen mm -hmm. that will allow me to actually display and pause everything. Oh, nice. You can also ask the AI assistant to read everything, but you do have both options. In case you didn't want to interact with the AI assistant, you can just use the standard OCR too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's pretty incredible, I have to say. How many, any idea how many languages we can translate from? Um, I believe it's nine. Okay. At the 
Okay, very nice. And uh, were you speaking German there, or were you saying the number? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I believe it's nine. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's pretty awesome. Now, is the translation is that a new feature of the you know with the revision of the three point Was that introduced? I don't remember it previously, right? It's a new feature. Yeah, okay. Okay, so so far for new features, we have uh, connectivity over USB for a lot less laggier image. We have uh, translation from nine languages into other languages. Uh, by default, I guess that would be uh, English if you're... Uh, if, well, actually, yeah, so how when somebody buys the device, do they set their preferred language then, or how does that work for the preferred language? You can change it in the settings on the cast. Okay. But our, our devices that are typically sold in the U.S., if you're using like the the read as a standalone OCR, mm -hmm. they typically will come with English and Spanish. But we can customize them if if somebody has a different language they want. Oh yeah. Okay. And then the other big feature, of course, is the AI assistant, which is very cool. I have to say, now your computer does need to be connected to the internet for uh, the AI assistant to work. Is this correct? Correct. All right. I assume, Corinne, that in this last example, when you used the uh, Mandarin, that was you were were you utilizing? Well, maybe you weren't. I'm, I, at some point, you probably used the uh, upload feature to upload that file, or I, I missed. That. I don't know if you took a picture of an actual uh, document with Mandarin on it, or if because uh, I'm assuming the upload feature, which is also new, basically allows you to perform OCR on. Uh, any uploaded file, correct? Correct. So I did. I have a, a actual printed document with the Mandarin on there. Okay. I will show you briefly because I have not uploaded a file, so I'll go ahead and do that. And so so I'm going to use the button in the upper left-hand corner to change the connection type. I'm just going to select upload file, and then it's going to ask, are you sure you want to end the session, which I will. And then it lets me browse my computer. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and select a bill here. And I'll show you how it interacts with the bill. Oh, John Doe. I know that guy. Here is an overview of the AT&T monthly statement for John G. Doe. The total <laughs> amount due is $29.05, with charges for services, surcharges, fees, and taxes detailed. Do you wish to know more information about the specific services, surcharges, fees, and taxes detailed in the AT&T monthly statement? Can you explain the fees? The fees on the AT&T bill include a federal subscriber line charge and government fees and taxes. Do you want me to provide more details on the specific fees? What was the total amount due again? The total amount due on the AT&T bill is $29.05. Do you want me to help you with anything else? Yeah, can you pay the bill? <laughs> can you give me the phone number for AT&T? The phone number for AT&T customer service is 888-757-6500. Is there anything else you would like to know? I'll go ahead and stop it there. What I'm going to kind of show you guys here is on the left panel, I have a switch to captured image mode, which is just going to show me the actual like real bill. And um, the formatting on here is very, um, a little chaotic, I guess. So there's multiple different columns and mm -hmm. different sections. Yeah. So a lot of people tend to ask when they're using an OCR, they want to use an OCR, how it does with columns and different, different types of formatting. But this is a pretty complicated bill visually, and it's it's able to pull all the information out accurately. Yeah, I mean that's always been one of those areas that's been difficult with uh, OCR and with the artificial mm -hmm. intelligence stuff. Then it's so much easier now. Corinne, does this file that you upload <clears throat> is it saved then in your kind of your account, or is it gone as soon as you're done with this session? So it's actually opening my um, file explorer on my computer, and it's allowing me to select any of my files that are saved onto the computer. Once I upload it into the CAS site, OrCam is not saving this reading content. So 
it is being processed in a cloud. And then after about 20 minutes, all of the reading okay. content disappears from the cloud. So even though I'm pulling this from my computer, yeah. it's not being saved in our system necessarily. Yeah, I was just asking because I could see, and it does open up some <clears throat> storage concerns and things for ORCAM, but I could see potential use case for somebody <clears throat> who maybe has a family member who can get the digital bills for their mom, dad, whatever, hmm. and upload them into CAS for them, and then they come in at any point, and they can then read the bill mm -hmm. and ask it questions and stuff. Yeah, so maybe cool. they don't have the computer skills to go and grab it from AT&T's website. Um, but, uh, I mean, I understand there's obviously complications with that, but that was, that was my thought process when asking the question. Something, something for the Orcam Read 4.0, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, well, Corin, uh, we're running out of time here. So uh, do we have anything else that you would like to show in the demonstration, or have we covered the salient points here? Um, you know, I think that's about it, unless you guys wanted to see something specific. But um, I think we covered pretty much all of the new features. All right. Why don't you John, stop screen sharing, and we're going to yeah. switch back over to Jonathan, our Jonathan, anything, people. any comments, questions uh, that didn't get uh, covered? Yeah, nothing from the peanut gallery. Okay. Um, I had a question, can the hand, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I had a question. Uh, could the handwriting identification mode work in other languages, or does it have to actually be English text? Oh, good question. Corin? Yeah, I believe it will, it will work the same way. So oh, any of these oh, good, documents good. that I just demonstrated will work the same way with handwritten text. You just either place it under... Um, under the stand, or if you had this, the image file saved, you could upload it. I'm glad to hear that, because Jonathan's always passing me handwritten notes in uh, Mandarin. And yeah. I never know what he's trying to tell me, so... Uh, all right, well, uh, that's really cool stuff. I mean, uh, it's a great device, as you would expect from Orcam. I really like the updated features. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very popular indeed. Now, you had mentioned, just to finish up uh, here, Corinne, you had mentioned a new uh, Orcam My Eye update. So, what's coming to the uh, to the My Eye? So uh, this is, I, I, and I don't have all the information yet, just because it is so new. But we will soon be releasing a My Eye Pro Three. And as far as I'm aware, the main differences are just going to be that it will have casting available on the MyEye. Very cool. Okay, so we're going to be able to connect the MyEye to a computer as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, any plans coming for uh, AI integration directly into the MyEye device without having to go through the computer? There are definitely plans for that. Okay. I think the, the technology is changing so rapidly, so we'll definitely keep you updated as that happens. Yeah, I think that would be a, a really welcome feature. Obviously, that would mean you'd have to be connected to a Wi-Fi network, but I think the trade-off is definitely worth it for the mm -hmm. uh, for the flexibility that, uh, that that will offer. So, uh, excellent. All right, well, lovely stuff. Thank you very much for joining us once again. We're always excited to hear about the new stuff from Orcam, and uh, maybe when the when the Orcam My I 3.0 comes out, so then we could have you back on the show and you can show us all about uh, all about that as well and uh, yes everybody at home we hope you enjoyed uh, finding out about this and if you do want to find out more about the Orcam well there's a number of things you could do you could go to orcam.com and you could check out uh, all of the things that they have on there but also on our very own YouTube channel as we had mentioned we do have many Orcam videos mm -hmm. and so uh, you could go ahead and uh, check those out whether it's the uh, Orcam uh, My Eye or the Orcam Read we have some good info out there and do stay tuned to the channel for our next upcoming video this will be uh, released next thursday a week yeah. from today and that will be on have you ever luke yes have you ever been stranded somewhere and you're like hey i would like to call an uber mm -hmm. but i use voiceover yeah and I'm just not sure how to do it. Happens that, to me all the time. How many times in your life Every has that day. happened? That's, well, why I, that's why I never make it into work, because I'm stranded at home. I don't know how to get the Uber. <laughs> wait till uh, next week, Thursday, and we will walk you through the steps on grabbing an Uber. Um, specific device Uber, but to be honest, to talk back, Android is going to be very, similar. very similar. Yeah. So check that out. And then um, mm -hmm. two weeks from now, we'll have another Tech Connect Live with yes, an amazing... Um, topic. topic. Yeah, to be decided. Yeah. TBD. Yep. Yeah, our but favorite topic. Exactly, TBD. yeah. Whatever it is, it will be great. Yeah. Uh, also, if you check out our video that releases next week, you may get a glimpse of my 2017 red Mustang. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for those who are into that, uh, you can either listen to the sound of the engine or you can enjoy the bright red color of the livery. 
Of what? Delivery. <laughs> Is that what okay. they call it? I, I don't no, know. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, check out the video. It should uh, be releasing on Thursday. If you're in need of ACVREP credit and you're looking for free ACVRE credit on demand, I did. <laughs> and then because I, I forgot what letters I said. <laughs> and then I'm like, forget it. Keep going. Whatever. Uh, if you're in uh, need of free ACVRP, well, Wait, my what? God. <laughs> ACVREP? <laughs> if you want free credit on demand, head over to techconnect.vision-forward.org. Yes. Techconnect.vision-forward.org. Mm. You can create a free account, get free credit, mm. get free fun, mm. get free... Ubers? No, not free Ubers. <laughs> uh, all the free okay. stuff all is the over free there. Corinne, are you going to be at uh, CSUN? Oh. That is the big question. I'm not going to be at CSUN. No. Okay, Allcam will be at CSUN. Yeah, okay. We will be at CSUN. We had yeah. just booked our hotel and tickets and flight and everything. Corey, we did, we, uh, did we get a room in the, in the conference hotel? No. Why did we not get a room in well, the conference hotel? Well, because you, for some reason, think I'm responsible for everything. <laughs> and I forgot to do it. And okay. just booked it today. And they had, well, it, it, they had one room available mm. uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, but not the other ones. Okay. So anyways, we'll be staying next door at the beautiful Anaheim Hilton. Oh, I thought we were staying in one of the Disneyland hotels. No way. No, we're actually going to just Disneyland. Oh, we're not good. even going to <laughs> okay. see some. We're telling our bosses we're going to see some, but we're really going to <laughs> Disneyland. And um, we do plan on doing some live streaming from... Uh, season, which yes. we did last time also. So, uh, yes, uh, we'll be there. Be exciting. That'll yep. be March, middle of March. We'll also be going to a specific taco place that we <sighs> discovered last time nice and went uh, three times. Most expensive tacos in the world, but also the tastiest. Yeah. And uh, we'll be going another three times. Yes, we probably, well, I'm not, if we can afford it, I'm not sure. I've <laughs> been saving already. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, Corinne, well, thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, everybody, we will see you again uh, very soon for a live show in two weeks. See you then. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us for another Tech Connect Live. If you enjoyed Corey and Luke's antics, be sure to join us next time. For all things Tech Connect, go to vision-forward.org slash techconnect.